0: Welcome to the Healthy Insider Podcast, where we help supplement and functional food brands create better products. Today's host is Todd Runstead, Senior Editor. Hi, everybody. This is Todd Runstead. I'm Senior Editor at Natural Products Insider, and welcome to another episode of the Healthy Insider Podcast. Today we're talking with Jason Mitchell. He's an ND, a board-certified naturopathic doctor, CEO, co-founder of Hemp Fusion and Probulin. These are two leading high-quality supplement lines. Hemp Fusion, as its name suggests, uh, takes hemp CBD, blends it with other uh, complementary uh, botanicals and ingredients to create a real power pack formulations. Really. Uh, very much on trend and a pioneer in the space and probulin, uh, which is a really interesting, uh, probiotics line, uh, uh, really high, uh, high, uh, count and, um, and really focused in on some, uh, specific health conditions. So uh, that's really interesting. Uh, And for many years, uh, Jason was also CSO, Chief Science Officer of Country Life. I believe I have that right. And he's a smart fellow. And uh, Jason also, he'll be moderating a supply side webinar on hemp, cannabinoids, CBD, and THC, aren't the half of it. This will be broadcast on Tuesday, June 30th, coming right up, and uh, you want to know how to tune in? Go to naturalproductsinsider.com, and right up there near the top on the right, click media assets, and then webinars, and voila, you will see our entire suite of webinars that we have available, including this one on hemp cannabinoids. Uh, really, um, we want to uh, just talk about the the so-called minor cannabinoids. Now, uh, during this uh, during the the webinar that's coming up. Um, Uh, Jason will be speaking with Devin Alvarez. He's the founder and CEO of Straight Hemp, their Colorado uh, high-end hemp company. And Andrea Holmes, Ph.D., she's a chief growth officer for Precision Plant Molecules, another Colorado company. Uh, Why not? Because Colorado is leading the way in this space. So, uh, yep, we're going for it. Um, Hey, so Jason, uh, welcome to the show. Thanks for coming. Yeah, thanks, Todd. Glad to be here. Yeah. So, you know, let's start off. Obviously, there's THC. And, uh, and of course, and then there's CBD, but there's, you know, estimates vary. I think we could say there's over a hundred and we haven't even counted them all yet of these other cannabinoids within the cannabis plant. What's the cannabinoid story? Well, you know, I, I think that that's an emerging story and will continue to emerge for decades. Likely, um, it's taken us this long to really get, uh, I would say acquainted with, intimately with CBD, THC, and a couple of others. But since inception, they've identified roughly over, I guess, the last count that I had that I had, you know, from the scientific community was suggesting that there was over 113 different cannabinoids that have been identified. And, you know, that's really special. And, and every time they dive in a little deeper to any one of the individual cannabinoids, they find a new story to tell. Um, because of the interaction of what they have inside the body. And it's really spectacular. So, um, you know, there's this term out there called the entourage effect. And really what they mean is that all this stuff in hemp, not just CBD, CBD or THC isn't the magic bullet or the magic two bullets. There's likely a machine gun approach of magic bullets that exist in here. And they all work together cooperatively in a really special way to interact with the body intimately and have power. They're amazing. And, you know, the word minor cannabinoids, I, I, I like it and hate it because, yes, they are smaller in quantity, smaller in, you know, in differences as far as their existence in the plant. But they are not smaller in their power. In fact, some of the cannabinoids are so incredibly powerful, even in the most minuscule amounts have dramatic effects in the body. So pretty special um, and, and love this idea. Yeah, that's really interesting. You know, CBD obviously, you know, used predominantly, we hear for pain, um, seizures uh, on, on the pharmacide. side. That's what the FDA approved it for, uh, for those right. two child onset um, conditions. General well being, you know, stress and sleep and those things. So, can you talk about any of the underexplored but emerging cannabinoids, you know, the, the CBGs, the CBNs, CBLs, you know, all these other things? Um, you know, what, what are some of these ones that are that are rising in research attention and maybe we can look forward to um, in the time to come? One of the current rising stars right now, and you're going to hear more about it, is CBG. And, and, you know, they call it the mother of all cannabinoids. You know, what's interesting is when in its acid form, which is CBGA, whenever you see an A on the end of the cannabinoid, that's its acid form. And then it goes through an exposure to heat and converts and it drops the acid form and it becomes this form that's called decarboxylated, right? Whatever. Um, Long word. That's not as important um, to really understand the definition of that word, but that just that the molecule itself changes a little bit and does take on a different personality, right? Like from an effect in the body. Well, CBG, this mother of all cannabinoids, it's almost like all these other cannabinoids like THC or CBD or CBC, they were CBG before they became THC, CBD or CBC. So it's kind of interesting. And so CBG has got this interesting attention from not only just the natural side of things for dietary supplements, but also from big pharma, because if it's the mother of all cannabinoids and, you know, let's call it a, maybe a stem cell cannabinoid, it's kind of like the starting point where some of these other cannabinoids emerge from. And so it's almost like we learned about CBD, but yet we're finding out that there is a cannabinoid CBG that is its kind of precursor that possibly we needed to pay more attention at this one first. And so what that means is, is that we're going to start learning that these cannabinoids are more closely linked than we think, and that together they work in unison to help support the body and bring balance. So I think CBG is probably one of the emerging stars because literally almost any cannabinoid can be created from it. And you know, when you get into some of the others like CBC, CBC has some interesting elements as it relates to, you know, the potential of it being somewhat of an antibacterial type effect and so forth. There's just all kinds of really unique things they're finding out about these individual cannabinoids. Yeah. Can you see a time where the research will give us a better handle on some of these minor cannabinoids? And then the interesting question is, can we work with small groups of them for specific health effects? I'm not talking about the entourage effect, and I'm not talking about the sort of reductionist pharma model of taking a sim- a single one like, like CBD, right. you know, the GW Pharma. But maybe it's like, oh, okay, well, we can see that CBG maybe for, you know, sleep and CBD maybe for pain. And so, you know, maybe mixing them two together. I mean, is that something on the horizon that that you can see, um, you know, research taking us to? Well, first of all, the, the research is, is, is only in its infant infantile stage as it relates to some of these quote unquote minor cannabinoids. And I think it's going to continue to emerge and and unveil. It's going to be, these minor cannabinoids are going to be the keys that unlock the mysteries that have eluded medical professionals for decades. That goes without saying. And that research is going to be necessary in order to prove it out. However, it is clear that they have benefit. That's the beauty. So Do I believe that there will be a model where scientists, researchers, developers take one of these cannabinoids like CBD or CBG and start combining them with one or two others or things of that nature and have all these unique pointed formulations? You know, absolutely, I can see that happening. Now, I I would argue though, sometimes, right, we need to maybe look at it and say, okay, it may not always be the right way to do it. There may be just a way of saying, you know, as a whole food or as a collection of exactly how it exists in nature may be the most perfect balance. You know, it's interesting that in the scientific model, sometimes the thought is, is that, well, if a little's good, more is better. And so they pump up the volume on how much they include of a certain thing. And yes, they get a particular expected result. But does that mean that's the proper answer? Could there have potentially been a broader element? So. I think the use of these minor cannabinoids in combinations are going to be amazing. I also think the use of these cannabinoids as they exist naturally without changing them in percentages or pumping up the volume, I think you're also going to see the use of. So I think there's going to be some interesting approaches to this. I really yeah. think CBD won't be the star of the role anymore. Hmm. That's interesting. Well, you know, and that that's kind of the your marketable difference with hemp fusion is okay you are not just taking cbd although you know that's the 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 no pun intended buzzy you know that, that that's the cannabinoid with the buzz yeah and, you know not to be confused with the buzzy cannabinoid but, but uh but so you, you'll take hemp oil but you'll you'll blend it with a host of other supplement-style ingredients, you know. So then you could say, okay, well, let's build something for stress. And so, right. you know, I, I don't have your products in front of me, but you know, maybe you'll have some uh, uh, some adaptogens in there, or maybe some GABA, and then you'll throw in some hemp, right? Like, isn't that well? the name. The name Hemp Fusion meant hemp fused together with other things, because again, instead of being the reductionist model of using an isolate or the pump up the volume on specific isolated compounds and then try to assemble them together to make kind of a one plus one equals three scenario. We take hemp and other things in their whole state, bring them together, and holistically they offer their own benefit. There is absolutely a model for all three of those scenarios, though. There really is. Um, And I think that there are people that will benefit probably from all three. Um, The the more whole food version of it is, is that we're not going to take and reduce a singular compound from one plant and a singular compound from another and then combine them and say, that's all that's needed. I have to admit that I believe nature has a plan that's far brighter than what we think. And that's why we've always taken that approach. Like in our stress formula that you mentioned, we use the adaptogen ashwagandha, you know, because we know that there are compounds in there that have this calming effect or this balancing effect. And that hemp also is kind of interesting. I hope someday they name that an adaptogen as well because I think the way it works in the body is spectacular in that front. And right. so yeah, it's really cool. And I think that the ability to take hemp and have all of these other things that can be a partner to it is pretty amazing. I think that's where we're gonna find true the true end of this, or not the end, but the true open door to this science. Yeah, that's interesting. So, you know, terpenes, they're another major oh. component of cannabis. So when you tell us what's a terpene and what does it do? Well, a terpene is the aromatic property right? It's the aromatic element. So the thing you smell, and and if you were to go to a different direction, flavonoids are the things that are flavors or things that you taste. And so not only terpenes, but also flavonoids exist in hemp. Mm -hmm. And so these terpenes, like I'll give you an example. There's the terpene that we or there's a, there's a flower that we all know that it has relaxing effects. Do you know that flower? Not, not hemp. It's a different one. Um, It's lavender. Okay. And so what gives, what elicits the relaxing effect is a terpene called linalool. Now linalool is this terpene that when you smell it, it actually, believe it or not, interacts with the endocannabinoid system and elicits this relaxing effect. In hemp, you also find linalool. So these terpenes, much like their cannabinoid brothers and sisters absolutely interact with the endocannabinoid system as well. So when we talk about that, there's over a hundred cannabinoids. Oh my gosh, there is even more potentially terpenes and they all interact with the system. This even proves more that it's not just CBD. That's the hero. Hemp fusion not only gives you as much CBD as you're looking for, but it gives you a tremendous, it gives you an entire picture of more hemp, which includes terpenes, flavonoids, chlorophyll, and all these other compounds that do work in synergy. That's interesting. So beta-caryophyllene, I kind of yeah. hear, I, I hear that one is kind of like the the, the big terpene. I, I know you just talked about linalool. Uh, what, what's the story with beta-caryophyllene? Well, believe it or not, beta caryophylline is what inspired me to found the company Fusion. Um mm. In fact, in 2011, I was rabidly, rabidly anti-cannabis. Like you mentioned the word cannabis, and I was the person on the opposite side of the aisle saying, your politics suck. You know, I mean, I literally was that bad against it. I was, I was hateful. Um, until such a time, I was exposed to a terpene called beta which hadn't, it was actually, fa- it's found predominantly in clove and black pepper and a lot of spices. Although you can't just put clove and black pepper in your product and expect to get any appreciable amount of beta Um, y- You do have to find it and extract it much like you would do CBD or anything of that nature. But that being said, I then led me to the endocannabinoid system and is at that point in 2011, where I was exposed to the endocannabinoid system and that as I learned it, I was like, wow, how ignorant was I? So apologetically I morphed into working towards the evolution in my mind and my heart and my body and what I wanted to do from a research basis to landing in the company Hemfusion. fusion and beta caryophylline is in every single one of our products because it is a terpene that's incredibly powerful. Um, it is different than CBD in that it has a direct relationship with one of the receptors, the CB two receptor. It engages directly with the receptor, whereas CBD kind of acts as a bystander but allows things to happen. Right. Beta yeah. carotolyn is a direct involved participant and on the, on on the CB on the CB2, whereas THC, it hits both CB1 and CB2, is that right? Well, CB, CBD doesn't really engage with either CB1 or CB2. It just involves itself and interacts indirectly with both. Yeah. And so it has a really profound job. Don't get me wrong. It's a it's a, an important job, but it's not like a direct engagement. It's yeah. kind of like, it's a bodybuilding like... A, um. A, it's not the lock and key. Yeah, it's not a lock and key. It's, it's more of like a protector on one, like a bodyguard on one side and a party promoter on the other. You know, I mean, it just... It has some really interesting jobs, but beta-caryophylline directly engages CB2. Well, the largest number of CB2 receptors that you find are in the gut. So then you start to go, hmm, okay, so what's it? What's its impact on gut health? You know, like and immunity and, and the mind-body spirit, you know, the, mind, the gut-brain connection and, and the idea of immune support and things of that nature. In fact, in the book, um, Road to Ananda, written by um, Dr. Carl Germano, or excuse me, um, Carl Germano who's a clinical nutritionist, good friend of mine. I know you know him as well. One of the chapters on digestive health I wrote in part with him because digestive health is my expertise and I really love that. And so, yeah, beta-caryophylline is what really inspired me. I mean, and then from there, I apologetically put together Hemp Fusion. It's a super incredible, important terpene and it is going to be like CBG, one of the emerging heroes coming forward. That's a cool story to follow uh, in the days to come. So, uh, you know, I I know you just said you were, you were, uh, you know, anti, let's say marijuana a decade ago, but do you know off the top of your head, what's the terpene that makes the skunk smell of weed? Wow. You know, I've never been asked that question. I was (laughs) never much of a marijuana smoker and what is the skunk smell? From weed? What's the terpene? You know I'm going to find out for you, Todd. You know I'm going to let that one down. (laughs) I think it's probably going to be found in the essence of a combination of several different terpenes, but um, I don't know. I'd have to find out because some some weed strains are um, more... Skunky than others, so for sure, yeah, I, yeah, that's why I was honing in on the skunky. You know, just, I don't you you know, know for cocktail party. Conversation. It stumped me on a question. I mean, I'm definitely going to find out. Though. <laughs> I want to know. All right, hey. So, you know, from a from a supply chain point of view, I know you you grow um, the hemp over in Eastern Europe, right? Um, is it important to preserve the terpenes at harvest? Is that something that you have to be mindful of? Just as you go back into the supply chain, like all the way back to the farm, um, is is that a consideration or, or do you just count on the terps just kind of staying together with everything else and you harvest it? You know, like do you make any sort of special considerations for the terpenes at harvest? Okay. So interesting that you asked that question. So the reason why we, we do the farming in Europe, we farm um, approximately, 15% Fifteen percent of our, our hemp is grown in Croatia, and five percent is grown in Lithuania, and the rest is grown in um, in Poland. And we use only EU Commission registered strains, and that means that these strains have never been um, a marijuana strain hybridized to have low THC, high CBD. They've only it, they literally were only ever industrial hemp, and have been grown for industrial purposes for hundreds of years. And we did this genetically because we wanted to make sure that we were pure in our thinking, our thoughts. And as it relates to the early times when we started, we wanted to make sure it was legal. But we use five different strains of registered hemp and we blend them in a special blend um, through the extraction process so that the crude oil that we use to make our products has an unbelievable distribution, not only of CBD and other cannabinoids, but also the terpenes, but also inclusive of the of the um, uh, flavonoids. And, you know, in chlorophyll and all these other things. And so it's really important um, that where we grow in the microclimates that we grow in, as well as how it's extracted and so on. So that's a really important part. And so we do give huge consideration to the terpene content, no question about it. And by the way, your question about it, I just looked it up. I think it's trans-neurolidol, and I am probably butchered that name. I, it could be, I'm not certain though, if that's the <laughs> smell. But at least that's what it's saying here, and I could be totally wrong. But neralidal is um, the skunky smell. So anyway, we're thank you, thank you for that. Um, I will, uh, I, I will thrill and amaze my local Boulder hippies at the, at the next uh, public gathering. We don't know when that'll be. After a couple of cocktails. Uh, no, <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Uh, you know, so at, at Hemp Fusion, as name suggests, uh, we've talked about this. You're fusing hemp with other potent botanicals, and it's. It's kind of like whole plant meets whole plants. Right. And so you've got this new twist line that I remember you were talking to me about that um you know i we were gonna we were gonna check that out at expo west and then you know that became expo rest uh but you know with the new twist line i was checking out the labels the other day and it's got five milligrams cbd declared five milligrams terpenes 855 milligrams omegas and and more but what that suggests is that you're looking at specific quantities of some of these cannabis components to market a specific health benefit Do I have that right? Well, so here's the, here's the interesting thing. We know that if you're deficient in omega threes and omega sixes in a specific ratio and things of that nature, that, um, potentially your endocannabinoid system is not going to have the support it needs. And so we're looking at it as how can we, from a totality perspective, support the endocannabinoid system? We know that terpenes are necessary. We know that cannabinoids are necessary, but the research also suggests that omegas are absolutely necessary. And you know, what's really interesting We do this research, or we research and we develop, and we find all these truths. The interesting fact is if we just go back to the plant, the plant already told us all this. We had to dissect it into pieces, isolate all these components, then figure out that they all need to be back together. The plant itself, if you look at it from tip to root, is that you'll find in the flower, cannabinoids and terpenes. You'll also find embedded in the flower, these seeds. The seeds are loaded full of omegas three, six and nine. And these components like chlorophyll and flavonoids and other things are located throughout the whole stock leaves and flower as well, all the way down to the root. And so this stuff already exists in the plant. It even legitimizes further why we need to look at this from a more holistic or whole food perspective. You know, there was a research study in 2015 that was done at the Hadassah School of Medicine, Jerusalem, that basically showed that there was this thing called the bell-shaped curve dose response. Now, the the study was called overcoming the bell-shaped curve, and they showed that if you take an isolate, that you will have a benefit, but that at some point, that isolated singular component of CBD may fail you at some point meaning the body's just not going to respond but as you introduce something in its more full spectrum now i don't mean full spectrum the way the industry is defining it as less than 0.3 percent thc i mean full spectrum in its true definition meaning all these other um gallery of you know cast of characters in this plant that are there to participate in unison together to support the endocannabinoid system. So that when you look at all these things participating together, which is the basis why hemp fusion even exists, they showed that it diminished the effect of the bell shaped curve. And then in fact, as they increased the levels of use, they saw more benefit. Basically what this study showed is that the more you get closer to nature, you push the bell shaped curve way outright. That means that the bell shaped curve is less of an issue. And that it would take you far longer to ever get to a place where it wouldn't work or something of that nature. I thought that was really revolutionary to show that the more we get closer to nature, the better it is for us. I just thought it was amazing. Yeah, uh, I mean, heck, I'm, I'm going to go for a walk in the woods, I think, after this call. Um, <laughs> You're going to do a little grounding. <laughs> yeah, that's right, exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, I, I can't help but notice in the, that in the twist that it looks like an emulsified liquid. And yes. that reminds me of what Barleen's does with their Seriously Delicious Line of supplements. Have you worked with Barleans before? I mean, you're you're a veteran of the space, and Barleans is too. And well, Barleans is an amazing company, man. They they built something so beautiful. Uh, I always admired them from afar, and um, never had any workings directly with them whatsoever. Um, but the technology that they did with their um uh, with their um with their line of emulsified omegas, I, I I just loved it. And we finally ran into a manufacturer that could do something similar and mimic some of the actions, but allow us to to deliver our cannabinoids and our terpenes as well as omegas in this same platform and have it taste delicious. And so that's what we did. You know, when you emulsify something in, in there's KP um, PK studies that show that it enhances absorption of fats and omegas and other types uh-huh. of nutrients and wonderful things like that. So you can, your body can use it more efficiently. So that's super cool. And so when we did this, we, what it basically does is it breaks, A glob, one singular glob of oil breaks it into smaller pieces so that you have an increased amount of surface area of these omegas and lipids available for your body to touch and absorb. You know, because absorption is a contact sport. And the more contact it has inside the body, the better it absorbs in the body. And so I know I try to simplify it, it's a contact sport, but it is. It's by contact that you absorb things. And so the more surface area, the better. And if you can wrap flavor in and around, these smaller spheres of lipids or oils now you can make it taste good on top of that and so that maybe you don't have to take as much as some people think you know CBD's not more is better cbd's better is better whatever works for you every individual is going to have different needs or wants and i would say that more is not better just better is better I'm going to Over- quote you on that one. That's that's a good one. Uh,
1: yeah. And uh,
0: we, we can hear a lot more from Jason. Uh, you'll be talking about some of these issues. I, I don't think uh, you'll be getting into such a conversation deeply as to some of what hemp fusion is going on, but, no, that, but yeah, but uh, Jason will be uh, leading this conversation with, uh, like I said, a- Andrea Holmes at uh, Precision Plant Molecules and Devin Alvarez at Straight Hemp. And that will be on a webinar. It's going to be broadcast Tuesday, June 30th, coming right up um, on uh, CBD and THC aren't the half of it and uh, go to naturalproductsinsider.com and right up near the top on the right click media assets webinars and you can find it and tune in and learn a little something that you didn't know yesterday. Uh, Jason Mitchell I want to thank you as always great talking to you Um, uh, really revealing and enlightening conversation and uh, have a good one. I appreciate it thank you so much. Thank you for listening to a healthy insider podcast now available on Apple podcasts or through Google play subscribe now to never miss an episode.